0: Hi, this is Mary Coughlin, and I want to welcome you to the Care Out Loud podcast presented to you by Caring Essentials Collaborative, founder of the Trauma-Informed Professional Certificate Program and internationally recognized leader in trauma-informed developmentally supportive education for parents and professionals serving babies, children, and families in crisis around the globe. I'm wicked excited you're here as we talk about Caring Out Loud. In each moment lies a unique opportunity to create a kinder, more connected and compassionate world one moment at a time. And it all begins with you. is with a dear friend and a brilliant colleague, Kathy Randall. Kathy is a master's prepared clinical nurse specialist and board certified neonatal nurse practitioner with more than 25 years of neonatal clinical expertise. She's also the founder of Synapse Care Solutions, an education and consulting company dedicated to supporting neonatal neurocritical care units. Kathy is the NeuroNICU program consultant at Lucille Packard Children's Hospital at Stanford University, but also spends a good amount of her time traveling the globe supporting other NeuroNICU programs from Thailand to Brazil. She's published published several peer-reviewed articles on the subject of AEEG and NeuroNICU programs, as well as authoring several chapters on nursing practice related to therapeutic hypothermia, hypothermia rather, and the bedside use of AEEG. In um, 2018, Kathy helped to spearhead the development of the NeuroNICU certification examination. Through her work with Synapse Care, Kathy offers NeuroNICU programs, consultations, in-person workshops, online courses, and and also is the originator of an annual conference called the One Conference, which is an amazing experience that focuses on the expanding role of nurses and other healthcare providers in the neuro-NICU sphere. Please give a big welcome to Kathy Randall. Welcome, Kathy Randall. I am so wicked pumped to have you on Care Out
1: Loud podcast. This is so amazing. Thank you, Mary. Thanks for the invitation. I'm excited (laughs) to be on your new podcast. This is amazing. Yeah, we'll see
0: how this all rolls out and how it's received in the world, but I'm pretty excited. So I don't know, you know, I kind of gave a little introduction before we got started about your experience, your background and that sort of thing. But I would just love to hear from you that story of how you came into nursing.
1: Oh, gosh. Surprise. Surprise. I mean, I, I think it's one of those things where, you know, in high school, you're good in science. So people tell you, you should do something in medicine. And coincidentally, I have a nurse, uh, grandmother and a nurse auntie. And nursing actually never even crossed my mind um, <laughs> because I, they kind of pointed me on that college prep avenue of going to med school. And so I started out pre med actually, and then didn't really love that. I was actually working also as a pharmacy tech in a local pharmacy. So I, I had some interactions with physicians through that role. And I was a little bit getting disillusioned in my second year of pre med and thinking, hmm, this is really what I want to do. And so I kind of took a break and a friend of a fam of the family said you know why aren't why aren't you going to nursing school i was like nursing <laughs> school like what is that like wh- what would that even look like what would i do and it was at that point that i decided that i would look into it and and found myself in a community college program getting my associate's degree in nursing and i figured well i'm going to do this because if i don't like it i'll just eject and go do something else <laughs> and i will tell you i was hooked day 1 day one of nursing school, day one of clinicals, I was hooked. And I felt like this is that perfect integration of knowledge and also being present with a patient through an experience. And it wasn't writing the orders. It it was executing the plan and being a partner with the patient in that moment, um, whether that was life, death, wellness, illness, but to be that person who was present, and that was what I loved about the role of the nurse versus the role of the physician was just that ability to be constant and present for the patient.
0: Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Oh, I love this. I'm so glad I asked that question. <laughs> That's perfect.
1: That's oh, absolutely thank perfect. You.
0: Well, I mean, so now, well, here you are, you're a Clint spec you're a neonatal nurse practitioner. Can you tell me a little bit about that journey, you know, from an educational perspective, but also I'd love to understand what was it about the NICU that drew you in?
1: Mm, oh gosh. I, I think as, as most people in nursing school, you, you know, you go through your rotations and you feel like you can connect in certain areas more than others. Mm-hmm. And I loved ICU absolutely loved ICU. The idea of that fast pace, you know, low patient ratios and just acuity. I think, you know, I mean, I was 21. So who doesn't love that at 21? And, and also I, I went through labor and delivery rotation and I loved labor and delivery. But what I realized in labor and delivery was that labor was fun and delivery was fun. But as soon as the baby was born, it was like, mom, who, (laughs) where's the baby? (laughs) I want my hands on the baby. And so I feel like NICU was a nice, just kind of combination of both. It was mm-hmm. the ICU and the baby. And so it just seemed like a natural fit. I, I did, I don't even know if you you know this, if when we shared stories, but I actually went and lived in Mexico oh, for no. nine weeks. I lived in, in Mexico for nine weeks between my uh, second semester and third semester. So, you know, I went to a traditional kind of four semester program. So I'd finished nursing one and nursing two. So I got peds, L and D and basic med surge, And then we had our break before you came back to do kind of nursing three and four. And, and so I got this opportunity to be a missionary nurse and to go live in Mexico for nine weeks at a medical clinic. And I had no, I knew just enough to feel under the guidance of other nurses to deliver care. I was able to go to C-sections. And again, I found myself drawn to the babies and we had several preemie births there. We had to, you know, ambulance transport them through Baja, California, you know, handbagging them. We lost a couple um, babies. We had some preemies who stayed at our clinic and, and I think it was also that experience that solidified to me, like how I wanted to just work with babies. That was mm-hmm. like my thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they just draw you in, don't they? And I they love do. how you articulated that fast-paced, high acuity. It, yeah. it I mean, I think it's fair for me to say that I think you might be an adrenaline junkie, Kath. <laughs> you're in good company, I think. Because yeah. it really is stimulating. And so, you know, you you were doing this work, you're in the NICU. What was it that kind of made you curious or or drew you into that advanced practice role?
1: Yeah, yeah. Gosh, it's almost hard to even remember back now. It's been so long, but I was lucky enough to get hired into a very fast-paced unit. So it met my needs of of adrenaline. It was a 70-bed, level four NICU. You know, we eventually brought on ECMO there. We had transport. And so I think it was just one of those kind of natural Things to to see the progression from bedside through charge to transport to delivery room to, Mm -hmm. you know, educator, CNS, and then eventually NNP. And and I had amazing role models. And I think that that's one of the most important things we can do in nursing or or in any place in healthcare. I think having, being a a role model of what is possible, but then also Mm -hmm. then following those role models when you see them. Uh, is is one of the things that gifts we can give back to our profession. Mm-hmm. And so I was lucky to to work with amazing nurse practitioners and being on nights is you get that, that ability to ask questions and, and mm-hmm. our NPs and our unit covered the nights. And so it would be, they were acting fellows at, at night. And so they would just be present with you at the bedside. They would teach and they would guide you. And as a new nurse, that was, it was incredible, to, incredible to me. I just didn't know like that nurses could be that cool and do that <laughs> stuff, you know, doing the procedures, doing the admissions, running the unit. And so I think those role models really showed me the way. And then I just kind of found my natural fit in the NICU of education first, then went back and got my master's and did CNS. I I did a stint where I was doing public health, where I, I would, you know, visit the preemies at home through some of the part H or idea programs, early start, whatever you call it in your state, seeing babies at home In their families at home, that was, I did that for about three years, did per diem at some community hospitals. So I got to see different levels of care, really appreciated the level of care that we gave at the hospital where I came from, where I was trained. And and I don't know, I think it was mostly the role modeling that I just Mm -hmm. saw those opportunities. I took those opportunities and then I found what like really, really resonated for me and what was the best fit for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and all of that experience, all of it, you know, layered and layered, how would you explain how that experience has really positioned you for success in the role that you're currently in now?
1: Yeah, I think that one of the things that that no one can ever take away your education, right? So I love how you Mm -hmm. explain that, like with the layering, because I, I think. You know, sometimes we don't think, we don't realize the things we do, how they do translate over time. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, the role that I have now in in doing online courses, doing consulting at hospitals, I I think it's just, again, me me funneling my strengths into one direction. And of course, you and I share the passion around neurodevelopmental care. Had, you know, years of working together in various Mm -hmm. roles that way, where you know, if it has to do with the environment, it has to do with that healing environment that you talk so much about, you know, helping those little baby brains to get the, have the best outcome possible. That's, that is what I'm about. So I think it's just, it is just that layer upon layer of experience and opportunity, and then funneling it towards, you know, kind of the model that, that works for me.
0: I mean, I don't know how you'll take this, but I think you're a fairly unique human being, Kathy. I mean, there's, you know. Really? I really do. I mean, you've got such an incredible, adventurous and entrepreneurial spirit that you Mm. see opportunities where oftentimes, you know, I mean, myself included, you know, we could just be toddling on by and and not even realize that. And Mm. so, you know, as a role model, you know, as we all are, how do you find, you know, How do you find your inspiration? How do you find your, the thing that sustains you in this work of, you know, of of always being curious, of always exploring and being that adventurous spirit?
1: Well, I think that, I think it's exactly that, right? That the, the fun for me is in the creating, Mm. right? In creating something out of nothing or, you know, taking those connections and putting them together in a unique way that maybe nobody's ever seen before. I, I would use your example, you know, of how you took your experience with the psych yeah. nursing and then you like could put it through that NICU lens is, is how we see the world and how the people, <laughs> the little people that we like to serve. and And it just always, for me, I think it's that, it's that creating those connections where maybe other people haven't seen them before, but also mm-hmm. what I love to do is to make things more relatable and practical and simple and and to find ways to in, empower the one, right? To, to find mm-hmm. the ways that we can take these big ideas and make them applicable to you, to one person, to your one practice. And then for us to that one baby, that one brain. And I think that's, what's exciting for me is much like what you do. It's like these ideas we have, but how can we translate that to others mm-hmm. so that others can do it in a bigger way? And, and that, I think that is what, I, I can't even remember who said it to me one time, but it's it's like when you're at the bedside and you're at this 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 crossroads of choosing advanced practice where you say, Okay, I can be an NP, I can be a bedside nurse and I can take care of a couple babies today and a couple families today. I could be the NP and I could take care of 10 or 12 or 15 babies and families today. I could be the educator and I could influence the nursing practice and the nurses training so that Mm -hmm. as they take care of all the babies on both shifts, you know, every day or the CNS where you're building that practice level. So I think it's just, every role is so important, but we all like serve in the same way that, that we're always after like trying to figure out how how we can take care of babies, whether that's one or a hundred or like what we do now online, right? Thousands of nurses and and maybe this podcast millions right that we yeah. can influence what happens and that was inspiring to me that significance of being able to make an impact way beyond those two mm-hmm. babies that i took care of on that day yeah. as important as that is Absolutely. i wanted to be able to support others who did that work yeah
0: it's it's a calling really i mean to kind yeah. of to make those those leaps of faith in your own professional professionalism and professional mm-hmm. growth and development. And I, I love, I do want to come back to your kind of your the secret sauce of Kathy Randall, making really <laughs> complex things practical and accessible. I think of the work that you've done with your AEEG education. Oh, I mean, yeah. that just blew my mind when I sat down. I think it was one of your presentations at a one conference, and, and you were going through all of these very complex concepts and, you know, talking about the different wave formations and voltage and all this, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not <laughs> representing you're it. You're doing great. Um, I must have done a good job. Thank you. You did, a, you did a great job. And I think that there's, re- that's a real talent, you know, to be able to help folks do that. But it, it, it almost sounds based on, you know, kind of what you're sharing with us is that, Others showed you that way too, you know, that you had these role models that took these super complex situations. I mean, you think about the the pathology of these, many of these premature individuals or even critically ill term individuals, the complexity of that physiology, that pathophysiology and how you can translate that into a way that is available to that bedside nurse who has to execute, Mm -hmm. to use your words, execute a plan of action, you have to feel confident that you understand how this fits into the care for this individual. So I just, I find that really fascinating. Um, You, you really, you do that very, very well. That really kind of has been a hallmark of your evolution as an entrepreneur, as a a professional and, and, kind of bringing you to a place where you're just, you're always peeking over, you know, like the next horizon, where am I going now? And how can I continue to serve at my highest level? So in your current role now, I mean, are you you cool to kind of share where you're at right now with your professional development and evolution as an entrepreneur? And then maybe we can kind of dive in to see what's the best thing about what you're doing right now.
1: Yeah, sure. So so I am still really committed to newborn neurology and to neurodevelopmental care and creating the best neuroprotective and neuro-nurturing environments for babies. So I'm still running my company Synapse Care Solutions, where we do consulting and courses and not really doing conferences anymore, but certainly you know shining a light on causes. So those are my kind of my four pillars of, of what we do, courses, conferences, consulting, and causes, where we do want others to know about really amazing things that people are doing that impact the newborn brain. So partnering with people like you and in what you're creating. So that's still one very involved part of what I do. One of the lucky things that I get to do that I love doing is consulting for hospital groups and being able to help them move some of their ideas. Ideas forward through the IDIQs and neurointensive care nurseries, so bringing that to them and, and helping them through what I've called my four pillars, which is neuro-assessment, neuro-monitoring, um, neuro-imaging, and neuro-protection and development. So you know, we use that as a framework to see where they are and where they'd like to go, because every NICU is so different and has their own strengths, and so that's the framework that I work in. Um, the other work I get to do is working with medical device companies, which is how you and I originally met yep. it was through that work and that I love doing that work where You take your knowledge, and this is an opportunity for any nurse and any healthcare professional, take your knowledge, take your experience, and then share that with the medical device companies and product companies that you interface with. They love getting input from people who are the end users. And so that is one of my favorite roles is is to give input on new products, to help make sure that the marketing materials that are going out to the world are relevant and, and just using that knowledge in a totally different way, which is really fun. And I have been able to learn a lot. I've actually invented a couple of my own products that I are know so cool, use, which are fun. And I mean, again, it's, I had a problem that needed a solution. I partnered with a company that was able to manufacture this product and then they do all of the fulfillment. They do all the manufacturing and I get my little baby check every quarter and <laughs> I think, did somebody really, somebody else wanted this product? This is incredible. (laughs) This is amazing. And I think that's really fun to to do that. So I think with all of these different experiences and things that I've done, what I'm doing now is launching a nurse entrepreneur academy where I'm teaching nurses how to create a business of their own based on their own unique expertise, their own unique strengths and their own unique point of view of how they see a problem and how they see themselves as the solution. And so whether Mm -hmm. that's creating their own courses or products or or things. So I'm really having fun mentoring other nurses as they begin to put their fingers out into the world and their, their foot, I guess their fingerprint on the world in a different way and using again, their, their knowledge to, to serve clients and customers in the world in a, in a Mm -hmm. totally different way. So that's really fun too.
0: Oh my God. I love that. Look, I mean, listen to you. You are like just a dynamo and a, and a true pioneer and, and an absolutely amazing role model for nursing and for all healthcare visionaries and, and clinicians as well. Of course, my goodness. So now we have lots of conversations. You know what I'm super <laughs> yes. passionate about, right? I mean, yes. we, we talk about everything and anything. I just no pressure, but do you see any kind of connection? How do you view the work of trauma-informed care within this larger, you know, kind of area that you're embracing with your endeavors and with your entrepreneurial pursuits?
1: Oh yeah. I mean I I guess the thing I can remember back probably you don't you probably don't even remember this, but I remember the first time you that you presented at NAN about trauma informed oh, care. Yeah. And I I think the topic, I think the actual title of that workshop was trauma inform trauma in the NICU or something yeah. like this maybe yeah. you remember the exact title and I remember that I thought I don't know what that is so I'm going to not go to that talk but I went to another talk which I didn't enjoy and then five minutes later I'm like I'm going go to go see what Mary's talking about and I remember <laughs> walking into that lecture and thinking it was a total paradigm shift the way that again that you were able to take that story, I think I must've come in pretty early because you were still telling your story of, you know, you were working as that. Nurse oh, nurse right. Manager. Yeah. So it must've been early when you were still describing how you made this connection. And I just thought, this is the lens. This is, this, this puts everything we've been talking about of creating that nurturing environment. Mm-hmm. But it, what I liked about it was that it didn't only focus on the baby and that it focused on the baby it focused on the nurse and it focused on the family. Mm -hmm. And that the way that you were able to kind of open our eyes to this word, and it was a painful word to hear Mm -hmm. at first. And I'm sure you hear that from people when they first kind of learn about what trauma-informed care is. There's almost this guilt, because again, we're so focused on the baby and thinking, how did I create, I created trauma. I've created a traumatic experience for this person. How did I do that? But Mm -hmm. also I think with you acknowledging that, that we as providers also were having traumas made us almost feel, I don't know, I don't want to say validated, but in some ways in part, like that we were part of a shared experience in a Mm -hmm. way that I don't think anyone had really brought that to our attention before. And, and I think that, that was what was to me so revolutionary about the way that you took stuff that we already were talking about, but brought it in through this new lens that gave us permission to to almost address it in in ways that we just had never really thought of of before. And it was just maybe the right time, too, where Mm. developmental care as a term was getting kind of old and tired, and many people had already tried it. We were learning so much about PTSD. Parents like Dr. Shaw's work was just starting to Mm -hmm. kind of become more prevalent, but I don't don't think we had a framework for putting it into action the way, the way that you've been able to do for us. Thanks
0: so much for listening in. Join me next week as Kathy and I continue our conversation and discover what trauma-informed care means to Kathy and what exactly is on her nightstand. See you then. Showing up on purpose makes the difference, and that difference begins when we care out loud, together.